0: Welcome to Dudes on Movies, a podcast where dudes talk about movies. I'm your dude Scott. I'm your dude Dave, and today we're discussing 1994's Heavenly Creatures, directed by Peter Jackson and starring Kate Winslet and Melanie Linsky. But before we do that, let's talk about what we've been watching. Dave, what have you been watching? Um, okay, so I I need I have a problem
1: uh, because I, <laughs> I I need to stop this addiction to uh, crappy horror films. Uh-huh. And I think I think I've hit the bottom now. Um, okay, it's called The Other Hell. Um. <laughs> It's a. Uh, <laughs> I hate that one. Uh, the oh, other hell. Yeah. Oh, isn't it terrible? I prefer the regular hell. Yeah, me too. Uh, the uh, or the edge of hell, like yeah. Like the, we, oh we, God, you know, rock and roll night, John Michael Thor. <laughs> um, th- this is a a little scene, and I I didn't know that this genre existed. It's called nunsploitation. Um, is that like Ken
0: Russell stuff? Well, <laughs> y- y-
1: that would be the good version of it. Okay, okay. <laughs> this is this is from Bruno Mattei. Um. When I when I saw the synopsis and everything, I thought, okay, that sounds good, you know, satanic nuns in a convent and, uh-huh. and the bunch of shit's going down. And it's not good. I don't know what it is. I I have given Italian horror a, a fair chance, I yeah. feel. Yeah. And I just can't get into it. I mean, it, it's it's just not for me. I guess. Was this
0: from the seventies,
1: the eighties? I believe it was the very early eighties. Okay. So it's around the time of Lucio Fulci and Mario Bava. I, mm-hmm. I, I guess Bruno Mattei was trying to muscle his way into that club. Yeah. And you know, I I don't know what what he thought he was doing, but but it just it's not scary. It's not good. It's poorly acted. Is it boring. It's boring as sin, man. And it's like an eighty minute film.
0: You that, know? which what The other hell? The other hell. The yeah. movie is the other hell. Yes. Watching it is. Yes. That sucks, man. I'm <laughs> I sorry. Know. I think you got excited because you got good, like uh, Prom Night 2 was yeah. excellent, so yeah. you're like, I'll watch all these other things and maybe find a gem. <laughs> exactly. You know, you'll find a lot of rocks instead. <laughs> That's right. So that sucks, man. A lot of
1: mica and fool's gold.
0: <laughs> right, <laughs> yeah. Um. I watched Valerian in the City of a Thousand Planets. Mm. came out last year. Yeah. It's the new Luc Besson film. Right. Uh everyone out there he made, you know, The Professional, The Fifth Element. He yep. also made some crap too, right? Like Lucy. <laughs> that movie's terrible. The Messenger. The Messenger. Yeah. There you go. Um, I'm not a huge fan of his, but I think The Professional's amazing. Yes. Uh I watched this and it's a pretty good sci-fi film. It's pretty imaginative. Okay. If you like The Fifth Element, you probably like this. Yeah. Uh I I thought it was pretty good. It was kind of eh, it was acted good by Cara Delavine or mm-hmm. whatever her name is. Right, right. But Dane DeHaan kind of sucks. I'm not a fan of his, I yeah, guess. Uh, right. Uh, but yeah, it was interesting and fun and exciting. And it was a good sci-fi film. Cool. Yeah. So uh, I guess you can watch it. Okay. <laughs> it's, it's not that great, but Thanks. it's good. All right, so now let's talk about 1994's Heavenly Creatures, Dave. Why don't you give everyone a synopsis? Okay, um, so this film is about
1: uh, the Parker Holm murders. Um, which, which took place in Christchurch, New Zealand back in the 1950s. Um, two young girls who have this kind of obsessive relationship, their time is spent in this imaginary world that they've created, um, where they, they write letters to one another, and uh, they're, they're fashioning this novel, uh, a series of novels, really. And most of what we see is taken from the diaries of uh, one of the girls, of Pauline. Mm-hmm. And in fact, the narration is all, su- is all supplied word for word from those diaries. Yes, the actual diaries. Yes. Mm-hmm. And um, they commit a horrible crime at one point mm-hmm. um, together. And uh, that's what we'll get into. I mean, like, this movie is so layered and has so much meaning and and so much hidden stuff. And, you know, to to, to really appreciate it, you got to watch it more than once, I think.
0: Yeah. And I'm glad I'd seen it before mm-hmm. because... Man, it was probably ten years ago I watched this movie at your recommendation. Actually, that's right. That's right. And uh, I haven't seen it in a long time, and it is just as good as I remember. I know, even better.
1: It is better the first, second time for me too.
0: Coming at it with more maturity, I guess. Yeah, uh, helps a lot. Yep. Uh, so the movie is these two girls have this unhealthy quote unquote obsession. Yeah, with being in this delusion, I guess. Right. Uh, and, but there's other things that people say is unhealthy too, which we can get into later, but <laughs> yes, which is my favorite part of the movie has to do with that too. <laughs> okay. The, the psychiatrist. Oh wow. Hilariously <laughs> scary. Yeah. Uh, that's right. But, uh, we'll get to that later. <laughs> so it op- the movie opens with this like, like vacation brochure video almost about how Christchurch <laughs> is so quaint and lovely and proper <laughs> and it cuts to the girl screaming covered in blood, yeah. which is great. It's smash cut yeah. to this, and and yeah. that that Christchurch
1: brochure thing, <laughs> the propaganda movie, is is, is is it is real, right? I, mean, I
0: don't know. Okay, I can see Peter Jackson just putting that together. That's that's true. But, but sure, there was yeah. a murder happened. Yeah, so. I mean murders happen everywhere. So whatever. <laughs> Not like this though,
1: right? Uh yeah, and we do see like we see like kind of the aftermath of the murder. Um, you know, you see Melanie Linsky and Kate Winslet running up to this restaurant covered right. in blood, and, and they're they're saying, Oh, you know, she's had an accident, whatever. M- Mummy, help. yes, she's yes, dead mummy's or dead or I whatever, know. you know.
0: But uh, we don't know what's happened. Right. All we know is that they're covered in blood, and something bad has happened to mother. Yes, you know, that's all we know so far. Right. And then it cuts to the Pauline at school, Melanie Linsky's character. Uh, and she just hates school, you can tell. She's not even singing with the rest of the girls. Yeah. She's just kind of like, like just sulking and, and just like zoned out. Right. A, a,
1: a lot of angst and a lot of, you know, yeah. just, just I don't want to be here.
0: She doesn't want to be here. She right. looks like Kurt Cobain. <laughs> yes. um, she's brooding and deep. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> She's definitely brooding, yes. that's for sure. Um, and she's kind of a loner. She doesn't have friends, it seems. She just probably goes home and does just sits there and hates right, life. Right. That's all she does. She's also a gym dodger. Yeah. Oh, um, she doesn't like gym. Right. She sits
1: <laughs> over, she, while everybody's doing stretches and everything. Calisthenics. She's just sitting over there in her uniform doing nothing.
0: Yeah. Um, and then uh Juliet shows up. This is Kate Winslet's character. She is a transfer student from England. They've just moved to New Zealand. Mm-hmm. And now uh, she's in school with her. And we get introduced... To her character by her her coming into French class and sitting down and correcting the French teacher's, like, verbiage usage or something Uh in front of the whole class and humiliating this teacher. (laughs) It's a pretty good intro to this character. She's kind of just, like, she wants to be helpful, she thinks, but she's kind of doing it to make fun of the teacher also. Yeah. She's, like, trying to be snobby on purpose but also helpful. It's This character and this performance by Kate Winslet is something else. It really is, and it was her film debut. It was, and introducing Kate Winslet, and introducing Melanie Linsky. I, I love that they both got those credits. I know. That's Both, great. both
1: actors get the coveted and introducing credit. Mm-hmm. Kate Winslet, I mean, when she walks in, it's it's kind of an unforgettable entrance, too. Mm-hmm. You know, just the... the she, is, she is already
0: Kate Winslet. Yeah. Already. Yeah. I mean, it's... <laughs> I don't know how old she was when she did this movie, 18 maybe, 19. Mm-hmm. They're playing 14-year-old girls. Right. Uh, they they look about 14, yeah. 15. could Linsky be yeah. past for 14, certainly. Definitely. Yeah. Um and Juliet is kind of crazy. Yeah. She's a little insane. <laughs> but it it's because of the way her parents have treated her throughout uh-huh. her life. I mean, she's gotten sick and uh, they her parents kind of just send her off places and leave her. Like they just abandon her yes. constantly. Yes. And she's got this kind of broken psyche where she needs, she's like dependent on them and she needs them because they just get rid of her at whenever they feel like it's convenient. You know? Right. And, and she
1: they, had like suffered from tuberculosis
0: at one point. Yeah. her lungs are, um, yeah. aren't strong. Right. Uh, and come to find out Melanie Linsky's character, Pauline, also was in the hospital for a while because she had this big scar on her leg. Right. Uh, for two years, she was in the hospital. And they they grow a bond over this thing they have in common. Yes, and they're both kind of loners, so they they gravitate towards each other. Right. Um, I love Juliet when she's like, "Show the, show it to me again." <laughs> <laughs> the way she speaks is so like just
1: strange, you know. It's very theatrical. Yeah, and and you you can imagine like like if you were if you were Pauline and you were this withdrawn and kind of mm-hmm. a loner that that you would be totally. Like, like just magnetized by this presence. Uh huh.
0: And Juliet's like, the way she speaks is like she's like a villain in some kind of like British movie. She you is. Know? Like, exactly. She just like enunciates, like over enunciates everything. Right. Like, like the, when they're in the bathtub together and Melanie Linsky says, like, she thinks she's going crazy, <laughs> Juliet responds with, you're not crazy. It's everyone else who's bonkers. Yeah, <laughs> just and like it's her like, eyes are all wide. Like, yeah. oh, that fuck, they're fucking crazy. I know. <laughs> no, dude, you're something's wrong with you. Exactly. <laughs> right. It's so good.
1: <laughs> and and when she first like shows when Pauline first shows Juliet the scar. Yeah. Like she takes her nylon down, and Juliet gets real close to the leg, looks up, and goes, "That's so impressive." Yes. You know. <laughs> It is you're right Who says that like like th- she <laughs> she could be like in Oh Lucky Man. Yeah, you know oh, like she's in like a so Lindsay good. Anderson film or you know like yes. like she she is playing a character both as the person and as the actor. Mm-hmm. Like like she Juliet just goes through life playing a character and I, I it's it's really great
0: to watch. Right. So that their friendship blossoms here and they Pauline's kind of just following juliet's lead i believe because juliet is so kind of sure of herself oh yeah yeah very confident uh, pauline is not she's total opposite so that polar magnetization there (laughs) is so strong right uh pauline gets sucked into her world and then they start like writing these stories and they're obsessed with uh what mario Lanza, Lanza. (laughs) and like all these other you know celebrities from the 40s and 50s Uh yeah (laughs) They have um, a shrine that they, they, that have, they have a they, shrine, yeah, Ooh, with all the saints they call they them. They call them the saints, and they're naming them like he, them, yes. him. And, and then uh, <laughs> Melanie Linsky puts a picture of Orson Welles up there and says, It. And then Juliet freaks out, No, he's a horrible man, like, and throws him in the river. I love Orson Welles. But what he has to do with this
1: movie I just the, the, love the it. bashing uh, like she calls Orson Welles the most hideous man alive <laughs> and and it comes to play later on in the film uh-huh. in their fantasy uh you know like their 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 world of imagination this fourth yeah.
0: world that they've created. yeah they call it the fourth world it's where they go and they will die yeah you know and only 10 people in the world can access it <laughs> is what they come up with <laughs> this arbitrary number
1: and the way juliet <laughs> explains it is that it's 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 like heaven only it's better because there are no christians that's a great line which i just i mean i can't <laughs> that's a great line oh my
0: god that's so cool you know <laughs> I love that line. <laughs> I wrote that down too. That yeah. is such a good line. Yeah, it's it's just the best. Um so yeah, it's it's her, Pauline, Mario Lanza, <laughs> and the rest of these men they have a fascination with. And the rest. They're right? called the Saints. Yes. And what's great about the film is they they're building these clay models throughout the whole thing. They're writing these stories of it's like it's this fantasy, you know, medieval adventure they're right, writing. Right. With like a princess and a a knight and all these other people and stuff. And they're making clay models of the characters and they go to this fourth world in their mind. And we see it on the screen. Mm -hmm. Uh, and, and, they're full size like actors, but they're in these clay suits. They look like they're made of clay. Right, it's quite impressive makeup work. Yeah, it is. It's pretty cool. It is. And like one guy looks like Orson Welles, and the other <laughs> guy looks like Mario Lanza. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. And then the two of them are also have clay representations. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't remember the name Charles and someone else. Or... Um, okay, so it, it's weird because it... like uh, Juliet is Deborah, Deborah, mm-hmm. and uh,
1: Melanie and Pauline is is Gina, but they also call each other Charles and something else. Yeah, yeah. Like it, it goes, it goes back and forth.
0: They they assume different characters within the fantasy medieval adventure. Right, and the way they're kind of writing this story and building this world is by playing it out together mm-hmm. and being these other characters and stuff. Yes, and. It's it's like they're projecting their their subconscious onto the, into this world. It's right. the only way they can express how they're feeling. Mm-hmm. Uh, at home, Pauline's parents love her. You can tell, but they're kind of tough on her sometimes. They yeah. get tough on her you now because she's a fourteen year old girl doing right. things she probably shouldn't be doing. Right, right. Uh, which is understandable, but she's kind of fragile, so it, she takes it to the extremes. Right, and Juliet. She's at home, her parents like kind of understand her and stuff, but it feels like there's no love in this home. Not a lot. In Juliet's home? Yeah. It seems like it's very surface love. Yeah. It's kind of just there, but it's not real love. Right. Her parents, like her dad is an
1: academic, and her mom is, I guess, a psychotherapist. And they, they're, I mean, I guess they're both in, in the sciences, they're in academics, and they, they, they know what it's like to have good things, and they're, they're very proud to have a really beautiful home mm-hmm. and a beautiful daughter, but they don't truly appreciate what they have. Right. And uh, so they're, they're really glad to kind of show off for Pauline, and like, Pauline starts spending a lot of time over at their place, and th- that also adds to Pauline's fantasy of you know like uh, i guess having a good life but when they when they when they sort of go to the uh the lake you know for for that first vacation uh-huh. i mean uh hilda juliet's mom is like doing pauline's hair while while juliet is like reading through a magazine and it's it's all just artifice i mean th- there there's mm-hmm. no there's no actual affection there they're just pretending to really love each other
0: right yeah and you can sense like something's not right yes. with the m- with juliet's parents marriage they're kind of distant and stuff which you know that happens i guess Mm -hmm. they'll get distant and you come back together or whatever right we learned that in the best years of our lives (laughs) yes and but this this is different you can tell like they're checked out and you get a sense that her mother is doing things she shouldn't be doing yeah just by the way juliet says things like oh she's a therapist she does something called deep therapy right and it's like hinting at she's She's doing some things other than therapy with her patients, you know? And we
1: see kind of a montage of her patients, and one of them is um, a guy who looks a lot like Christopher McDonald with a mustache. (laughs) Kind of, (laughs) yeah, kind of. You know, and, and she... Obviously, fancies this guy, and, yeah. he, and he feels the same. And uh, they don't explicitly do it right away, but but I think he, he's like, call me Bill, on. exactly. Yeah. Yes,
0: <laughs> she's like, well, Bill, uh, yes, it's like okay, so she's she's gonna play along with this. Her whole mood changes, yeah. and it's not clinical anymore. Uh uh-uh. uh Yeah. No. And then um, Juliet, you can tell that if something would to change with her current relationship with her parents. She would be destroyed by it because she says something along the lines of, like, mommy and daddy love each other, Mm -hmm. and they always will. Yeah. And she, like, says it in that kind of ferocious voice that she gets, you know? Their teeth, like, just gnashing against each other. (laughs) Yeah. So you know something's going to happen. Right. And it's not going to be good. I, I'm just all of a sudden struck by our conversation.
1: We're, we're trying to explain this movie, and things are coming out that I hadn't noticed before until we started talking. Yeah, that like the the, the two girls, as close as they are, they we all we kind of knew beforehand that they came from different backgrounds, but also th- those differences uh-huh. are even deeper than I thought they were. Um, because Juliet truly believes that she's in a loving family,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and. Uh, she's not old enough or mature enough to recognize that her parents, uh, number one, don't love each other. Right. And they're having the most uh, shallow love for her.
0: Yeah. Um, Pauline's family is the total opposite. Like, I already kind of mentioned that. Mm-hmm. Her parents, you can tell they love each other, and they enjoy being around each yes, other. Yes. They're, they're The dad's always smiling and having fun. Like, one of my favorite scenes is when he starts singing with that fish. Yeah. He uses the fish as a microphone. Yeah. <laughs> It's so funny, this mackerel or whatever.
1: And it's a it's a it's a real <laughs> embarrassing dad move.
0: Yeah, yeah. He's in know. the living room singing and dancing uh-huh. and he's trying to get Pauline to sing into the fish. Uh-huh. It's in front of the like the tenants of the house. Yes, and they everything. have all these lodgers. Yeah. Right. <laughs> uh so it's like a fun it's not fun all the time, but like there it's a loving home. Yes. You know? Yes. But Pauline doesn't appreciate it because she doesn't have the maturity to see that. Right. You know, she just sees I hate everything. Yes.
1: God, I my reaction to this movie, um, seeing it again was was even more positive than it was, you know, previously. Mine too. You know? Yeah. Even though you loved it the first time. Mm-hmm. Like just you you get such an appreciation for uh for I guess Fran Walsh and Peter Jackson's knowledge of characters. Yeah. And the, their ability to create worlds both in a regular film and then create a world within a world uh-huh. like they do with the fourth world. Here yeah. Represented by these. I mean, because all they're going off of is these diaries and then like interviews. Fran Walsh interviewed a bunch of people who were like alive during this time. Um right. And got their memories and, and just really recreated something that that. Uh, and, you know, there's speculation in there, of course, when you're doing a, a real-life story. But, uh-huh. I mean, the, the work that went into this, I mean, it just truly shows, unlike any other, you know, film that you've seen that
0: is of this
1: kind of friendship.
0: Yeah, and you talking about Peter Jackson more, you can tell, like, this movie is why he got Lord of the Rings. Yes. Because who could build a fantasy world like this better? I know, you're right. You're and right. from nothing, from a page. Yep. That's That right. some 14-year-old girl wrote. Right. Like, who could... Take that and make something so wonderful on the screen. Mm-hmm. What if we gave this guy Tolkien? You yeah. Know? What <laughs> if we gave this t- guy one of the greatest stories ever written? Exactly. And see what he makes.
1: And let him take his time and give him three movies to do it. Right. Um, you know, w- we know that he can build that. And and there's parts parts when you're watching, yeah. you know, Heavenly Creatures. When Juliet finds out that her, her, her parents are going to be away for a while, mm-hmm. um, she kind of runs away and Pauline chases her. Yeah, they're they're on Middle Earth, you know, yeah, like yeah, the, the, those those is. like helicopter <laughs> like those those helicopter shots. It totally are coming is, out. Yeah. it's just like all those rolling hills. It's like, oh my god, you know, she's I running mean, away from the Shire it's right New now. Zealand. Yes, I yes. mean that's where they filmed it. That's so. what it is. So it's like it, it's a it's a preview of what was to come for uh-huh. him. Yeah, um, even though, as uh, according to our opinion, anyway, this movie is superior to the Lord of the Rings in I, many
0: ways. I would agree. Yes, I would. I'd rather watch this. Over Lord of the Rings. Every I'm sorry, day. folks. Every day. Um if you haven't seen this, watch it and then make a decision for yourself. Right. Lord of the Rings is a little more fun. Yeah. But this is it there's something about this. It's a just sucks you in, you <laughs> right. know. Uh it's got this special charm to it. Right. I don't know. The, the the way the camera moves, the the way it sucks you into this fantasy, the way the words are spoken, mm-hmm. the dialogue is just brilliant. I know. It's magnetizing. You're right, completely.
1: This is unquestionably, for for me, Peter Jackson's masterpiece. I
0: would say so, too. Yes. Uh, So there's a preview, folks. We'd probably recommend this movie. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, we get to the end and we're like, nah. I know. Don't watch it. (laughs) I think we've kind of done that before. We're like, yeah. We kind of gush on the movie. Then we're like, I don't know if I'd recommend it, though. Yeah, because maybe 60% (laughs) of it is great. And then you get to the end and you're like, you know what? This isn't worth it. (laughs) Yeah, that sucks. (laughs) But uh, so what happens is... um, Juliet gets sick. She has TB. Right. Uh, So she's coughing up blood in class. Like we see another incident of her making fun of the teacher or belittling the teacher or something like that. She's telling telling one of their stories like as her report. Yes. As her oral report. They said you're supposed to do a report on the royal family. That's right. (laughs) Juliet is talking about the characters they created. Yep. And Pauline stands up and says, you didn't say which royal family. That's right. Which, you know what? Nice technicality there. Yes. But you know what? You should have done something else. (laughs) You you can't do (laughs) loopholes in school. You knew what she meant.
1: Exactly. (laughs) You you knew she wanted a report on the Windsors, and you decided to talk about Deborah
0: and Gina. Yes. Can't do it. (laughs) And then Juliet keeps coughing, and you think she's doing it to be a little shit. Yeah. But she's not. She's actually having an attack with this tuberculosis and coughs blood up. Right. This kind of shatters their world a little bit, and at this point, they've already started to de- develop like uh, a love for each other. Like, like uh, they're they're going to be a couple now. Yes, it's,
1: it's veering into physical. love. Yeah,
0: it's it's going into physical love here. Right. Uh, they already have this deep love and attachment towards each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, if they were older, they'd be getting married. Yeah, you know exactly. They're fourteen though, so they. I don't know if they've figured out that they're lesbians. Or, or what's going on, or if they're even if they even are, but well, I mean, it's just I, I guess if you consider like sexuality to just be
1: like a spectrum, yeah, I mean, like, I, I guess if you were with someone who, like, even at age 14, you're finishing each other's sentences, yeah, you know, I mean, it, early in the film, when they are just going on a bike ride, I mean, like, they kind of unconsciously start like dancing around singing Mario Lanza yeah. songs together and. You know, they're rolling around on the ground, and they, like, physically touch, and it's like, okay, well, then then we'll go here. And they're just kind of still figuring yeah. out
0: life. They kind of kiss each other real quick on yeah. the lips. And yeah. I don't know. I love how it's done in this movie. So it's do wonderful. I. It's wonderful. So do I. And it's not even... The, the story doesn't even present it as, like, a problem no. to them, or, or they're not trying to figure anything out. You know? They're just like, hey, this is it. You know? Right. It's great. I love that. And then later, they have to have the adults come in and, and say, oh... They're sick. Yes, you know? something's wrong with them. Which, Which oh god,
1: god. And, and and I mean, like, like it happens kind of shortly after this tuberculosis thing.
0: Yeah, they they uh, the parents start to see them like being more physical towards each other and right. thinking, okay, maybe they're more than friends.
1: It's particularly the uh, Juliet's dad. Yeah, yeah, played by Clive Marison, who mm-hmm. was in your favorite movie, The History Boys.
0: All right. Yeah. yeah. Great. Um. <laughs> And that's one of those movies I was praising but I didn't recommend. Yes, I know. <laughs> I remember. <laughs> anyway, uh yeah. My my favorite thing is they take her to the psychiatrist and the the way Peter Jackson films this scene and like it's kind of like almost otherworldly mm-hmm. the way this psychiatrist is talking with everyone. There's a close up of him saying the word homosexuality with his little teeth. It's just oh his lips yes it's full frame the whole, only thing you see is this guy's mouth and right. he says this word in kind of this like i don't know condescending way yes and it's like wow like it's almost humorous the way it's done oh yeah because it's he's like satirizing how ridiculous this is right but but the actors are doing it as a serious thing you know they're playing it as if as they should right you know as as a psychiatrist in the 50s would probably mm-hmm. say But but the way he does it makes it seem like these people are so far off. They don't even. (laughs) Why are they talking about this? Why are they thinking this? These people are crazy. I mean, it establishes in the first scene
1: with the the propaganda movie about Christchurch and how bucolic and and inviting it is. Mm -hmm. What's hidden in that film is this scene Uh is Mm -hmm. is just unbelievable ignorance. And um, mm-hmm. this movie and this scene in particular is an attack on anyone who still thinks that way in mm-hmm. present day yep, which they do. I mean like homosexual conversion therapy sadly and amazingly still exists Ugh. today. you know they're not lobotomizing people though at least. Th- that's that's thankfully gone away. Mm-hmm. No one is is going through some painful awful you know, unbelievably inhumane procedure, Mm -hmm. but they, they still send kids, uh, you know, who who are, who are showing these signs to a camp where, where they're supposed to be reprogrammed. And, um, the, the, the idea too, that, that, that this could be like, at least, at least today, it's not, People who are in the psych, who are in the psychiatry profession, yeah, yeah, you know, it, it's it's just a bunch of quacks who work for churches, pretty much. But like t- to think that it was actually in the medical field back then. Oh yeah, and that these these people had wasn't gone it in the DMV? Yeah, the, the DMV, the, the, D- <laughs> the DMV, <right>? <laughs> <laughs> DSM, yes, the DSM. It was rife in the DMV, of course. Yeah, the DMV. I mean, oh, yeah. I mean, that was all over the oh, place. Oh wait, you can't get a car? That's so. right.
0: <laughs> no, but uh, the thing this doctor says, like. He's like most girls are susceptible at this age, like like it's a disease she caught or something. He's you know? also,
1: I, I mean, I took it as a little bit him getting off a little bit on just talking about it. I mean, yeah. he, he thinks it's wrong. He thinks it's it's um you know unchristlike. Yeah, but he's also kind of like being a little bit lascivious toward her. Yeah, you know
0: when you yeah. when you consider just like. When he's interviewing Pauline?
1: Yes, because yeah. he's thinking about Pauline and Juliet, and oh. he's kind of getting off a little bit because he's a man. Oh. And he, he, he thinks that, that they're, they're hellbound, but he also like can't reconcile within himself that he's getting turned on by the idea of two girls. I didn't girls. pick that up. I, I, I didn't pick it up. I did on this
0: viewing. I okay. was just
1: look, looking at him, and maybe because of the way he's licking his lips. and, and He's
0: kind of the way he's moving his body and like yes. readjusting in the chair maybe. Yes. I, I've, I'd have to check that out next time I watch it. Right. Oh, yeah. And he says another thing. He's like saying to Pauline's mom, medical breakthroughs are happening every day. Like, we could fix this. Oh, for God's sake. (laughs) So ridiculous. Why? (laughs) Why? I mean, honestly, uh,
1: speaking as someone who has no experience as a parent, I'll (laughs) I'll say this. If my kid was doing the things that Juliet and Pauline were doing, Mm -hmm. um, as long as they weren't ignoring me and telling me I suck, (laughs) I would think that I was a success as a parent.
0: Yeah. You know,
1: and if I caught them in bed together...
0: (laughs) You suck. (laughs)
1: Right? (laughs) Um, I would uh, ignore it. Mm -hmm. I would say, well, okay, um, so this is happening... I'm gonna wait till she comes to me to talk to me to talk to me about it because clearly she's going through something right now.
0: If I caught them mm. and they knew I caught them, I'd have to talk to them. Well, of of course, yes. I mean, yes. Have a talk yes. about safe sex. Uh, yes, exactly. And relationships. Yes, that kind of thing. Yes. I wouldn't say, all right, let's go to church. No, You know, I wouldn't no say way. that. No way.
1: No way. You 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 want to encourage your? Ch- I mean, like like honestly. Th- oh God, I I I, <laughs> I thought about this a lot. You know. Wouldn't your first instinct to be to protect a kid like that? Yeah, you know, instead of joining a mob who's going to like be against them in the world. Mm-hmm. My God, what what were you people thinking? Mob mentality, dude. Yeah.
0: yeah. All wow. right, so yeah, so here <laughs> we are again. This, so like, they're in the hospital. <laughs> now we'll get back to the story now. Yes, I guess. <laughs> but that's an important thing. That is yeah. a very important. thing. We have to soapbox a bit. Yeah. So, uh, like she's in the hospital. Her parents. Had a trip planned to go back to London or whatever, Mm -hmm. and then this happens, and they don't cancel their trip and stay. And Pauline's mom even says, "Well, now they can't go; they have to stay here. She's sick." No, they still go, Mm -hmm. and her mom is sitting there on the hospital bed with her, like, "We can still cancel our trip if that's what you want." (laughs) She's ready to go sleep with people or something. She's in her cruise wear. Yeah, she she is. They're ready to go. Yeah, she's got her hat on. Yes, she's ready. Yes. And and they're like guilt tripping Juliet into saying no, it's okay. Oh, I hate it. I, it. It's so manipulative. And when Juliet finds out that they're like putting her in the hospital, she because she spent five years in a hospital in the the Florida Keys or wherever it was in the Barbay, it was in, in, in the Bahamas, Bahamas. Yeah. yeah, just because she needed to be better. Yeah, you know, it's mm-hmm. for the good of her health is right. what they keep saying. Whenever they say that phrase to her, she like flips. Yeah. Because is it really for the good of her health or are you just getting rid of her, you know? And it's it's typical of rich parents um, who, who
1: don't truly love their kids is I'm providing them with, um, I guess, the, the trappings of being
0: rich. I they, yeah, they have and the money. best stuff. Yes. And this is the best care. Yes. You know, but what about love? What
1: about that? I'm I'm a rich man so I have given my my daughter a car and food and nice clothing and money my work is done. Yeah. <laughs> you know.
0: Good job. Yes. <laughs> yeah, so uh they uh, can't see each other because of this mm-hmm. and so they write to each other and this is where things get really kind of frantic and out of control. Yeah. They get stuck in their heads and uh these fantasies become more and more real to them. Right. Uh and they're right into each other as these characters and stuff like that. <laughs> and and Pauline's mom is kind of now, she's afraid of you know the homosexual virus going around. Oh, town. yeah. You know, yeah, it's going everyone's gonna catch it, I uh-huh. guess. So she's like trying to hinder their relationship. Um she's not like just like full stopping it, but yeah. she's trying to stop Veer it somewhere else, I guess. So she's she's really on top of Pauline, right? And and the the, the psychiatrist tells uh, Pauline,
1: you know, about like how it's it's not good to have just one friend. Yeah. Um. And Pauline's mom is kind of taking that guy's advice and and you know imparting it onto her and yeah trying to get her to like you know do other things. Mm-hmm. And meanwhile, what's <laughs> because Juliet is away. Pauline has no outlet for this stuff, uh-huh. and the lodgers are in the house. Oh, God, yes. And you talk about a guy who sucks, a guy who you just, you can't wait for him to be backhanded out of this movie. Is, uh, I believe his name is John. John. Yes. That's true. It's uh, John. Yes. He is one of the lodgers, and he takes uh, a liking to Pauline, crawls into bed with her, and, you know, takes advantage of a 14-year-old yeah. girl.
0: Yeah, and Pauline's kind of fragile, yeah. and she lets him come in. Right. And she, I think she kind of knows what he's doing, and she kind of encourages it, mm-hmm. because she, like you said, has she has no outlet now. Right. So she's, like, doing something just to get it out of her system. I don't know. Yeah, and while
1: he, while they're in the bed, and he's kind of, like, fiddling, you can see. He, his hands are everywhere. Yeah. She's just telling the Deborah-Gina Charles yeah, yeah, story. Yeah, right, yeah. And, and, like, kind of smiling and, and being really happy about it, and she's Like, disregarding the things he's doing. And he's like, oh,
0: he's kind of moaning and saying,
1: I love you Uh, and all this stuff. Rubbing up against her. It's pretty disgusting. It is.
0: It is. And then uh, her dad comes in and finds it all and, Mm -hmm. and then says, I'm disappointed in you or whatever and kicks John out. Right. You know, and then from this point on, it's just her mom is on top of her yeah all the time belittling her calls her a tramp yeah and then she says well you ran away with dad when you were 17 oh yeah. yeah yeah grandma whatever told me it's <laughs> a pretty great it in your face moment i like that
1: and it's totally deserved because yeah okay so you don't want me hanging out with juliet that, that that's one thing mm-hmm. you don't want me you know uh like doing the things i'm doing in school now you don't want me with boys mm-hmm. what the hell do you want with me
0: that's true yeah you i know? didn't think about that right it's well. I don't want you sleeping with John, you know. Sure. That's, and then, to, to spite her mother, she goes to John's new apartment, and you know, she has her first sexual experience, right? Uh, just to get back at her mom, basically, pretty much. And
1: all she can do while laying there and and like taking John's, you know, sex, which is he he's horrible at it. Oh,
0: the way they show this is. It's not even like graphic. It's just, no. it's him moving up and down, kind of his face in the camera. It's very like train spotting F. Yes. You know? You're It's like, right. pretty <laughs> in, intense. And he's just going, ugh, uh, And he's all sweaty. Ugh. Oh, it's gross. Like, like the eye. I- Imagine this man
1: on you. Man. Oh. You know, like, like. It's so nice to I get, I get not nice, but but it's it's, it's, um, <laughs> it's so nice. Yes, exactly. I guess it's it's a refreshing uh, take to uh-huh. show what sex would be like, especially for a young girl from a female perspective. Yeah. Like how she's not getting any enjoyment out of this whatsoever. Right. Um, all she's read and been told about, like how special your first sexual encounter is. It's mm-hmm. just like laid waste because this guy is just rutting and thrusting like an idiot. And all, he, all she can do
0: while this is going on is think about
1: uh, the fourth
0: world. Yeah. She goes into the fantasy world, and it's, again, another sequence where we are in this castle with these clay yep. figures, life-size clay figures. It's gotten more elaborate. Yeah, it's more elaborate. Everyone's like, oh, welcome, you mm-hmm. know? Welcome back. Yes, your majesty. And, and, you know, there's a clay Mario Lanza singing yep. up on the pedestal, and <laughs> there's a clay Orson Welles, <laughs> D'Ello. Yes. I, is he D.L.O. I think I think okay. that's supposed to be an Orson Welles figure. See,
1: that's the thing. That's what I was a little bit confused on, even on this viewing. Uh-huh. Is is that guy supposed to be Orson Welles? Because it looks very much like him in uh, Touch of Evil. I think it's him. It's like I think it's him. He's gotten like the fatter he gets, uh-huh. the more evil he gets. You know, <laughs> and at one point, like he's sliced in half.
0: Uh-huh, yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Which is just a really good effect. Uh huh. Um, I like it. Yeah. Um, and and they go and see the third man. Oh. <laughs>
1: It's one of my favorite so things good. in the movie I mean like like they're, they're watching the third man And we get to see like a lot of the end sequence Uh huh And you, They're reacting to how gross They think Orson Welles is <laughs> And then in the narration Pauline you know says Yeah he's terrible But I can't There's something about I, I just gotta be near him Uh huh and then they start encountering not Orson Welles, but Harry Lyme, the character he mm-hmm. plays in the third man on the street around every corner, chasing him around. He's yeah. in black and white. And it's an actor who looks alarmingly like Orson Welles. Uh-huh. Um, and he's just like teasing them and chasing them around. It's so good.
0: Uh huh. And, and <laughs> this leads up to them having their first sexual encounter. That's right. This is after, uh, Juliet's out of the hospital and yes. kind of back out. Yes. And, uh, Pauline's realized, like, what have I done with this John guy? You mm-hmm. know? That sucked. Right. So no, I'm making bad decisions. <laughs> uh so she goes, and now she's like totally like, I'm done with that. It's just Juliet. That's it. Right. You know. Right. Uh so he's chasing them around like through the through the alleyways <laughs> and in their own home, like yeah, <laughs> until they get into the bedroom, he's at, Orson Welles is in Juliet's house, yeah,
1: like and, and he's around every corner it's, they keep encountering him screaming. It's so weird. I know. I love it. it. It's it's just like like I said before about like if 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 I were a parent and these were my kids, like if if my kids like playtime involved Orson Welles <laughs> and hiding from him do it go (laughs) go whatever i mean that would be my dream child that's true you know and even if they were a little nuts Mm -hmm. as long as they don't commit (laughs) commit a murder at the end of this thing
0: i'm fine with it yep exactly (laughs) (laughs) um so then this leads to them running into their bedroom and they're laughing and giggling like again this is a whole fantasy thing they've made up in their head again right and and then this is the night they you know consummate their love yes they uh both agree. They even say in the narration, like we agreed that we would make love or yes. something like that, and they do. And I guess it's wonderful for them, you know. It's, we were satisfied. It's amazing. Is that what they say? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Which is th- it's, and the way they say it though, like that narration is, this weird way of speaking that they have. I mean, the real Pauline. I
1: mean, these are her diaries. Mm-hmm. These two kids had the most irreverent, sophisticated sense of humor, mm-hmm. and. Mm-hmm. They, their intelligence was just like it couldn't even be measured. Mm-hmm. I mean the the their their observations on life. I mean they're almost like uh, advanced sociologists with the way they view the world. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh, their their writing and especially Pauline's just observations about everyday ephemera, really. And then in this one too, I mean she she has such a, I guess a, a sophisticated take on on what on what sex is i mean she, she really understands it mm-hmm. and without even having experienced a lot of it
0: yeah and they are smart i mean very they much so. got to be smart yeah and they're, they're kind of delusional too we haven't even yeah, mentioned that of course but like they think they're smart like they think yes. they're better than <laughs> everyone else that's true they're, they're they have this idea in their head that you know we'll go to hollywood and they they'll instantly snatch us up you yes. know they how could they deny this story that we have <laughs> right. how can they deny us uh huh you know they're kind of oblivious to the real world oh yeah they they are completely mm-hmm. right they're, they're they're a little bit
1: delusional and and they if if someone did find Pauline's diary after the fact that they would be fascinated by the story but but they don't know how that works mm-hmm. um they, they they think that they uh, they're, they're kind of like um uh, Sam Whitemoon from Creep Show 2. They, they believe that, that as soon as they get to Hollywood, you know. See my hair. Exactly. That's right. They're going to get paid and laid like Sam. <laughs> get paid and laid.
0: God. I know you love that sequence of creep show but i don't think it's that great <laughs> yes. but that performance is dynamite it is
1: and and i will do anything i can to shoehorn a sam white moon reference into a show <laughs> Sam <White Moon. laughs> we've talked about sam white moon
0: and orson wells in the same you know episode Dave. Uh, yeah two of the luminaries <laughs> yeah the, he's 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 one of the saints <laughs> yes, sam white white, right. white, moon. <laughs> white moon sorry white moon he's in that fantasy sequence uh-huh. uh, his, his hair's made of clay um at this point, they're going to be separated. Juliet's going to be sent to South Africa to not be with her parents. You know, of course, of course, go stay with one of your aunts. You know, they say she needs a warmer climate or something like that. Which is, I, it's like they explain it away because of her tuberculosis. Yeah, you know. So I think they just want to get rid of her. Yeah. And at this point, her parents are getting divorced now because she found this guy that her mom's banging. Right. And apparently, her dad knows about it, and they're just staying together until it's convenient to split. Yes. Um, and this shatters Juliet's world, and Pauline's all you know all over the place. Yeah, whatever's happening to her and her mom's not having it. So they they crack this plan to be together. They're gonna run off to Hollywood, and it won't work because Pauline needs her parents' approval to get a passport. So they decide to kill Pauline's mom. This is the the happy event uh-huh. that they plan.
1: It's it's in the diary. the day of the happy event. Oh man, and. If we could just talk about the murder itself and uh-huh. the plotting of it, yeah. Um, logically, it doesn't really make sense for them to kill Pauline's mother. It doesn't, because the only way they could be truly together and have this um, uh, th- this life that they've created is to kill all four of their parents. Right. Exactly. Um. And I, I I feel that like Pauline's mom is is the least of their problems, which is yeah. I guess shows you that they are still impulsive teenagers who don't really understand the world yeah that's um, true because if, if they killed the psychotherapist you know <laughs> that, that would that would be a little bit a little bit of a smarter play I mean they shouldn't kill anyone of course exactly but uh, yeah this is a truly dark and sinister plan that they that they've concocted here to off a Nora Parker um why yeah why did they choose her? I mean, th- throughout the movie, like Pauline is talking like in the narration about you'll, you'll see her kind of sulking at the dinner table mm-hmm. with, with her parents and all the lodgers. And at one point she's she's just like looking at her mother and um, she says, you know, mother oh, yeah, is the most is ignorant person I've ever seen. This how, how could she possibly exist? I love it. So many people, so many adults in Pauline's life uh, get run through with a blade. Oh, yeah. In her mind
0: clay model Orson Welles comes up behind her, or behind people and runs them through. Yes. Like the psychiatrist she's talking to in the middle of this just, you know normal scene, a giant clayed, you know, hairy lime comes up (laughs) behind (laughs) them. And runs him through. It's, and he's like, and, and falls and on the ground dead. It's, it's graphic. It's L- so like, great, y- You see
1: the knife, like the rusty blade come through the chest, and this guy is full-on impaled in uh-huh. his seat. And the same thing happens to her dad, uh-huh. who was innocently what? singing into a mackerel yeah. earlier in the film. <laughs> and And then... Her mom, like, chokes. chokes. <laughs> it's
0: great. Like, has a really horrific, uh, painful choking death at the dinner and table. And the way the scene plays out is wonderful, because it's just this normal dinner, her in her head, like, you know, you can hear the chattering of, at the table, but it just, you know, makes no sense. It's nonsense. Yes. And it's just her mind, she's just focused on, I wish she was dead. Yeah. And then, like, she starts coughing, you know, like a normal cough, but no one is like paying attention to her, mm-hmm. none of the other people yeah. eating. Right. And then she starts getting even more theatrical, kind of like hoo, hoo. Yeah. <laughs> and it's over the top. Right. You know? And no one's even noticing her. And you're like, wow, is this real? This can't be real. Exactly. It's Pauline's mind. Yeah. And she starts choking more and then falls into the mashed potatoes or whatever. And just it's just like still open. Hoo. Yeah. It's like a very <laughs> like if you're playing, you know, swords with your friends and you get killed. You're like, right. whoa. yes it's like uh the singing cowboy at the end um, evil oh, Roy Slade. Evil Slade. Yeah, when yeah. he <laughs> dies, it's just, it takes forever. Yes, that's right. <laughs> yeah, she's pulling a Dick Shawn. Yeah, Dick Sean, man. <laughs> and then her, she's like, in Dad too. And he like is reaching over the table and accidentally lands, like, accidentally leans too far and lands in, you know, on a fork in his chest, and he Which, dies. That's a great death. Uh huh. I mean, yeah, to to
1: to accidentally, <laughs> it's like the big fork to get the turkey. Yes. You know? <laughs> and it somehow goes right into his chest. You start to see how, like, these potential dad injuries could happen. And, and, you know,
0: wow. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I don't know why they picked Pauline's mom. Probably because she's the one who's most vocal about it, I think.
1: Yeah, I guess so. Um, even though it's and and that's what's weird, to, to them, to their perception, it is that she is the most vocal and she's doing the most to keep them apart. Even though like the puppet master of this whole thing, the phantom menace, if you will, <laughs> is actually uh, you know, Juliet's dad. Yeah. Who who was the first one to notice um the mm-hmm. physical obsession mm-hmm. and he recommended uh that Pauline be the one to go to the psychiatrist because he doesn't suspect yeah, that juliet it's not, it's not my daughter no it, it, it's it's your daughter coming over to my house and and like uh, asserting her dominance over my perfect girl it sucks and i mean like he he obviously is not good at his job in life i mean like the the, the university is going to fire him right as the provost to this of this force him to resign yes yeah, and then they they painted, of course, like you know, for PR reasons, as he's retiring to, and he's going to take a position somewhere in England or whatever. Uh-huh. Um, he's like being forced out, and he doesn't have, I guess, the courage to even tell his family that this is what's happening. Yeah, um, there's a great
0: scene of him crying yeah. in his study alone. Right, I really love that. It's like a, a five second scene. Yeah, just tacked on at the end of this like kind of montage of stuff happening. And right. It's wonderful, because you see, like, he's not just this dude who is out to get his daughter. Right. You know, he he's going through a lot of shit, and it's really affecting him.
1: Th- this scene where he's crying, and the other scene where they're having that, like, garden party mm-hmm. um, with that really amazing-looking, like, Wimbledon tennis court that they have. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> God, everyone's in these white skirts. Oh, man, yeah. God. <laughs>
1: It looks like both a great time and a time that you don't want to be at. Exactly, If it yeah. was just me and you playing tennis right there, that'd be fine. Right, yeah. But yeah, this, this <laughs> Sophisto party, forget about it. But like like you said, he is being cuckolded. Mm-hmm. Um, he's losing his job. His daughter wants nothing to do with him. Um, and yeah, he's completely <laughs> alone in the world, which mm-hmm. which I, I feel sorry for him for, but on the other hand, he enacted this whole thing. He, yeah. he saw his daughter in a bed with another w- girl, like spooning with one another while sleeping. And that that just set him over the edge. His 1950s male mind mm-hmm. was just, you know, like like it was about to crack. Uh-huh. I mean, fuck this guy. <laughs> you know? <laughs>
0: yeah. There you go. Yeah. So it shows them planning this murder over the course of a week or two. I don't know how long they plan it out for, do right. you? It's, I I don't know it's at the least timeline, several yeah. days. Yeah. It, it's a while. But they plan uh, like a, a a day trip with pauline juliet and pauline's mother yeah it's it's like the day
1: before paul like uh juliet is going to go to south africa
0: yeah so it's like a last yeah a last hurrah you right. know they go up i guess it's some park in new zealand they yes. go up, take a bus up there they go hiking on some mountains and stuff mm-hmm. it looks like a great time yeah i'd love like like a to nice do hike. this hike yeah uh and they plan on smashing her in the head with a rock or something like that it's half a brick so what we see is Juliet before she goes off in the car puts a half of a brick in her stocking and puts it in her purse and that there's the murder weapon. They've been and they've been planning this. Yeah, which is I can't believe it. They plan it for this long and they go through with it. Like man, these girls are not right. It's completely evil. Yeah. Um. A a, a fully planned premeditated. I mean, with intent murder. And we're on their side the whole movie. Yeah. Until we see them going through with this, then we're like, oh my god. Right. These girls something's wrong with them. Exactly. They 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 are they they need treatment. They they need actual therapy, yeah. for, you know, like real stuff. They need real therapy. Yes. They don't need, you know, to be cured from course. homosexuality oh, and dirtiness. My... Yes, yes. God.
1: They they need someone to like get these murderous impulses out of them.
0: So, uh they they go to this there's like a, a little like diner or a little house where you can get tea and yes. whatever at the, at the trailhead. And they go in there and they The mom wants to get some tea before they go. And they're like, all right, well, let's go. Right. And they they give the mom the last biscuit that's there. Uh, She's like, I'm watching my figure, you know. (laughs) And that line kind of just hits you in the gut because you're like, dude, you don't got to worry about that. Oh, I know. I know. Because they're going to get you. Oh, man. It's such a sad moment. Yeah. And then Pauline says, no, go on, mother. Have it. Enjoy yourself or something like that. And you you just want to like throw up cuz you know Pauline's giving her mother her last meal. Yeah, you know, right there. And she knows it. Right. Oh, it's disgusting. And she has no intention of not going through with it. No, she's and, ready.
1: And like when they're going down that path, okay, if if I'm if I'm one of these kids and I was planning this something like uh-huh. this, if it was I, I I guess maybe I'm just projecting my own um feelings but like it's one of those times where, like, her mother isn't being annoying. No, she's being quite pleasant. Yes, and this nice. Is a great, a great day. One of those times where maybe, like, if you have a, a troublesome relationship with your parent, I mean, if if you like carry on with this plan, like, it yeah. doesn't matter what that they're being nice to you this day. You you just want them dead this badly, mm-hmm. you know. Um, I,
0: I can't imagine what that's like. Like this would be a great bonding moment yeah. that they could develop something from you right. know surrounded by nature, this could be a change. yes but but they don't let that happen. Nope and I I like you can see Juliet's a little nervous about it. Right, because she's always like she's twiddling her fingers and stuff in her hands. Yeah, she's kind of got like these nervous ticks going on. Like, all right, we're we're really doing this, right? And she's been
1: silent the whole time. Yeah,
0: usually she's just blabbing. I know. You know, <laughs> she's just running loud her mouth. and right. running the mouth, but she hasn't said like anything this whole time because uh-huh. she's nervous about it. She's sweating. You know, her thumbs are in her hands, <laughs> yes. twiddling around. Right. Um, and I, they had this plan, this like intricate plan, I guess. Juliet was going to drop this little jewel on the ground so that they can get the mom to lean over. Yep. That just shows how evil this plan is. Oh, yeah, yeah. They are being so vicious. Right. And she drops it, and they turn around. Pauline pulls the brick in the stocking out of her purse. And as the mom's leaning over, she, like, winds it up and whack. Yep. You hear this crack, and it's just... It's it's quite disgusting. It's a brutal
1: murder scene. Uh-huh. Because like like you see this this poor woman get hit in the back of the head with this brick. Mm-hmm. And like she just it's a a really good gesture of just like I, I've I've had bad like nightmares about head trauma. Uh-huh. Like both it happening to me and me inflicting it on people. Yeah. And it always freaks me out. Like like just the idea and I've I've been hit in the head before just, you know, like horsing around where I shouldn't uh-huh. have been doing it and it hurts like hell of course. Yeah. Like I I can't imagine someone actually doing it to me in an intention, you know, w- with intent like this. Right. I mean, that would be the most painful thing. Yes.
0: And and her mo- <sighs> Peter Jackson like shows it briefly. Yes. Like the mother goes down on all fours. And it's just like, ugh. Yes. And it the, the camera's there at her side and you can see her and there's blood coming down her head. And she's grabbing at the wall. She's kind of and... grabbing it a little. Right. Because she's she's I'm sure she's delirious now. Nice. She just got whacked in the head with a brick. And Pauline starts hitting her more. And you actually see like one or two of these hits yes. make contact. Oh, it's brutal stuff. And and you're you're on the other end of that,
1: like like you're you're being you're being bludgeoned to death. And you're you're aware that this is happening, but you're also asking why, and, and you're you're, yeah. you're begging and, and saying why are you doing this to me? You're experiencing this this horrible physical pain, and mm-hmm. also just the and on top of that, it's your daughter.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then in a a moment of like true unmercifulness, I guess mm-hmm. you know she passes the brick on to
0: Juliet, who yeah. takes her turn. Yeah, and she does. Yes, and I think leading up to this, you're thinking Juliet might not yeah be following through because of her nervousness right no she's full-on ready to make the final blow yep yep yeah it's it's scary stuff it is
1: (laughs) and and this is you know it's like okay uh well i i I was totally on board with the heavenly creatures (laughs) but i i i i can't sanction this you girls need to be put away yeah and thankfully they were
0: yeah and then it Cuts to them running back up the path, bloody. What we've seen, saw right at the beginning of the film. Right. Uh, They run up screaming. Uh, Oh, actually, they don't show the running, do they? They show them like crying and stuff, Mm -hmm. right? And they're
1: they're they're kind of reeling from what they've done.
0: It it cuts to a fantasy sequence of a a cruise ship leaving. Right. You know, uh, before we saw Pauline. With Juliet and Juliet's parents all happy, like leaving on the cruise ship, you know, to go to Hollywood or whatever. Right. <laughs> and it shows it now that Pauline's stuck on the dock yep. and Juliet's up on the de- on the deck and they're trying to reach for each other and they're screaming, no, no. Right. And they're being separated. And this moment that they just made happen, killing her mother, is not going to keep them together. They realize it instantly. <laughs> and it's shown in this fantasy sequence of they're separated. You You're know? right. And and then it goes from that, and it's Pauline screaming on the dock, just like no screaming, her mind out. Yes. And then it smash cuts to her screaming, covered in blood, holding her mother. Right. Uh, that's the last scene of the movie, <laughs> like a like a two second shot of her screaming, covered in blood. It's yeah. quite terrifying. I know. And then, and then on the screen it tells what happened. You know, they went to prison. Right. You know, and the judge ordered, they went to separate prisons, and the judge ordered that they never be allowed to be together again. That was part of their punishment.
1: Which is, like, I mean, that, how does that's,
0: that work? That's an unimaginable <laughs> sentence,
1: you know, that a judge could say, you can't be friends anymore. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> did, did he wildly overstep his jurisdiction? I think he I did. I don't know. I think I've heard of that before. But, Have you? But yeah, it's
0: kind of ridiculous. Like, okay. What, can you put a restraining order on
1: yeah, people how, how like Yeah, how are that? you going to enforce this years down the road after they... Because, I mean, like, they, they it said that they were too young for the death penalty, uh-huh. which that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but, so they ended up, like, getting out um, after serving about, like, maybe five to... It wasn't very long. Yeah, they served about five years each, and then they had just, like, private lives from... They're both still alive, apparently. And
0: it's just because they were young. Yeah. If they were... Like adult age, they'd be dead. Yes, they, they would have been murdered exactly uh, by the death penalty. Yes, uh, but instead they serve like a handful of years, right? Which is quite, if you ask me, that's not enough time for a, I, a, a crime of this nature. It, it was, it was a truly violent act. Yeah, which I've, I've
1: always, I've always, I hate our culture in America of of like sending everybody to prison for every little thing. But I think that violent criminals deserve yeah a lot of prison time.
0: Yeah, I, I putting. People who do this in jail, yeah, that's worthy of jail of time. Putting my brother in jail because he has some weed, yeah, that's not uh, really a good not, thing. Not you know? really, yeah. no, no. Giving him more time than these <laughs> girls, right? <laughs> you know, whatever. Uh-huh. My brother hasn't been in jail for that, but well, I'm just good. making an example. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, it's messed up.
1: It is completely, and and also just that that I I like your um interpretation of the the ending scene because like we'd seen that boat sequence earlier in the film too Mm -hmm. when they were fantasizing about what it would be like. Throughout throughout the movie, Pauline, also part of her fantasy is she wants to just live at Juliet's house because she thinks that her parents, she thinks that Juliet's parents are wonderful. Yes. And the second of the boat sequences is Juliet and Pauline running to Juliet's parents who embrace them. Yeah. And then Juliet kisses Pauline in front of the parents, uh-huh. and then the parents just are even more welcoming.
0: They're all happy. It's a wonderful know? family,
1: and they are together. You know, yeah. so they their daughters and uh,
0: you know, a couple. And Pauline calls Juliet's mom "mommy." Yes, you know, yes, like they are a family. Right. <laughs> it's it's all she can she she can't think about anything
1: else except living in this magical house, um, with. Uh, a, with with Juliet and and all they do is talk about the fourth world mm-hmm. and it, it's a, it's an, a completely understandable fantasy, um, but as we just outlined, <laughs> we, 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 we it's completely unacceptable with what they'd end up doing together. Yes, you know they needed real therapy. Yes. And they yeah. needed to be like, you know, get get these get get these impulses out of them, so that they can just move on to be have a happy life together. If that's what yeah. you know, if that's how their
0: life goes, they needed to have a "Call Me by Your Name" moment. Yes, that's what needed to happen. That's
1: exactly <laughs> that's right.
0: Michael Stuhlberg or whatever his name is. <laughs> Michael Stuhlberg. Yes, yes
1: he, needed he needed to show up. Exactly, the 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 greatest father on earth in cinema, you know that I have ever seen. That scene is one
0: of the best scenes I've ever seen. That's like uh, what?
1: Oh my god! It's it's so breathtaking. Anyway, <laughs>
0: uh, that's a good movie, right? Um, so uh, anything else, Dave? Um, well, okay, yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, there's a There's a
1: Simpsons episode that parodies Heavenly Creatures. Um <laughs> what? Yeah, it, it was it was made like in 2009. Uh, after the Simpsons had, you know, people had stopped watching it and everything. But it's it's very funny. Emily Blunt is in it, and she plays the Kate Winslet character. Really? Um, they, they they have a fantasy world they call Equalia. And their, um, their Mario Lanza is Josh Groban.
0: Oh my god! And it's it's, it's pretty funny. <laughs> That's awesome.
1: Um, and there's also a movie that is uh, that was actually the first film that was based on the Parker Home murders. It was called "Don't Deliver Us from Evil." Really? Um, it's from France from 1971. It's it's very different from Heavenly Creatures. Yeah. Um, and it's very different from the real story. Like the girls are Satan worshippers, and um, okay, and it's it's. I haven't seen the film, but I plan to see it because I like anything to do with, you know, devil worship in mm-hmm. films as, Exactly, as yeah. outlined already. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I will see it and I'll, I'll let everybody know. Mm-hmm. All right, cool. Yeah. Uh, so would you recommend the movie? Um, I I can't recommend the movie enough it's uh it, it's it's definitely a five star recommend mm-hmm. Fran Walsh and Peter Jackson are they, they have just like created something amazing here mm-hmm.
0: yeah I totally agree this movie is wonderful mm-hmm. it's a five star movie yes and everyone should watch this it's right. it's an extremely good movie yes. And that wraps things up. If you like what you heard, please subscribe in iTunes, rate it, review it. Most of all, share it. It gets more dudes listening to the dudes. If you don't use iTunes, you can find us anywhere else you get a podcast or go to dudesonmovies.com and you can find anything you need right there. Yeah, and our
1: uh, we're on tw- 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 uh, sorry, <laughs> we are on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Just look for Dudes on Movies and uh, our email address, dudesonmovies at gmail.com.
0: Yeah, and we also have a voicemail. You can call in uh, 304-804-DUDE with your answer to the question of the week Well, the question of the week is what is your favorite Kate Winslet performance Ooh, yeah there the you go Any this movie and forward as that's this right this was introducing Kate Winslet yep alright so stay tuned next week when we do 1988's Dead Ringers directed by David Cronenberg and starring Jeremy Irons so until next week I'm your dude Scott I'm your dude Dave and we'll see you next time